we welcome in Brian C., founding partner, the Capital Stewards. Brian, glad you're on the show. Um, what are your expectations for 2023? Can things improve? Maybe we got the bottom in. What are you thinking here? Yeah, so I think 2023 will be a better year than 2022, but we see inflation continuing to be a challenge through the first part of the year. So I think it's going to be another bumpy ride. Um, you know, maybe single digit stock returns, something like that, as we get through the, the beginning of the year. Um, and, and certainly going to be challenging for rates as well. The Fed's going to have to continue to raise rates, um, at least initially, um, until we get inflation under control. Yeah, understood at this point. You know what's interesting um, is I was just talking about options expiration for today. Um, you know, today's quad witch, right? So you know you're, we're going to have really heavy volume on the close. It's one of the heaviest closes of the year. That being said, there is some talk that maybe after this, right, money goes away, there'll be less volume, um, and that we might even start to tick up maybe the Santa Claus rally after three very tough days and the worst week we've seen in some time, back-to-back -back weekly losses. Maybe things will get better after today's close between now and the end of the year. Maybe we could tick higher. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know, trying to call the where the market's going to go over a really short period of time is, is obviously very, very challenging. Um, I, I think when we look at stocks generally, um, you know, they're trading, you know, maybe before the declines the last couple of days, still around 17 times earnings, which we think is expensive um, as we look out over the next several several months with expectations um, needing to head lower um, as we go into a challenging period of time. Right. In our view, it's going to be very, very difficult um, for companies, especially in the S&P 500, to grow earnings next year. That's still what the market is expecting, um, even though we think consumer spending is going to start to go down from uh, higher levels this year. We certainly still have inflation in the economy. Cost structures are still higher than they've been. And so um, given the, the backdrop of everything that we've seen um, over the last few months, I think it's really, really challenging to say, hey, we're just going to get this, you know, this rally at the end of this year and it's going to be uh, green shoots from here and into the next phase. I think it's going to be uh, it's really choppy still going forward. Mm -hmm. I do want to talk about emerging markets, but I want to keep it right here at home for a moment. And I know you had Bank of America on your radar. Is that one of your best calls for 2023? Is this a name you like? Yeah, so I think when we think about looking for value in the market, one area to watch is financials. And we like Bank of America. Um, the stock trades almost at par with book value. Um, which is a good thing in the financial sector. You're basically just buying the current uh, assets that they've lent out to folks who are not anticipating a whole lot of growth. Um, it's less than 10 times uh, forward earnings. Even if there's a recession, we don't see a really significant credit cycle, right? That's the concern when you think about financials going to a recession is are we going to have a lot of write downs? We don't see that happening in a shallow recession. Um, and if you think about it, um, the yield curve now is probably as negative or close to as negative as it's going to get, right? Again, calling the exact uh, timing on that's really, really challenging. But if you think about now versus a year from now, the yield curve is probably going to start to normalize and we're going to see higher long-term rates, shorter short-term rates. That's really good for financials. Um, and then if you combine that with uh, firms that have been reducing cost over the last decade um, to, to make a profit when rates were 2 or 3%, uh, if we have rates that are even a tick higher, three and a half or four percent, um, there's just a lot of opportunity for um, the, the core money center banks um, to have a pretty strong earnings power going forward. So we like Bank of America um, going into this environment. It's also when we think about a value orientation, um, it's challenging to find that in staples and utilities and some of the more traditional places uh, that we look for value in the market uh, because those stocks have been bid up this year um, as investors kind of tried to hide from uh, from what has been a really challenging uh, stock market. 
Yeah, all right. I, I like that breakdown on the financials and Bank of America in particular. Now let's turn our attention abroad. Um, emerging markets, that's something of interest to you. You think there's opportunity there and which, which emerging markets in particular? Yeah, so when we think about um, emerging markets, we really like emerging market debt going into next year. We like emerging market stocks as well, but if I had to pick between the two, I, I would start on the, on the debt side. Um, yields are, are north of 7% to maturity, which is attractive from a valuation standpoint. And anytime we look at emerging markets, um, whether it's debt or equities, you're looking for both good valuation um, which we have. And then we're also, you're also looking for a catalyst for that valuation to improve, right? We know that emerging markets can go through long periods of time where they just trade a discount um, to uh, everything else in the developed world. And so we think that catalyst for next year will be the dollar as the dollar um, reverts from what were uh, sort of abnormal highs this year as everybody flooded in um, through the Fed's uh, hiking cycle. Um, as that reverses course over the next year, um, we think that will provide that kind of catalyst and tailwind for emerging market debt yeah. uh, to do well. Yeah, and just to circle back to the labor force, I mean, you know, when I see, if claims come down, right, so, so fewer people are filing claims, we've had very robust job growth. I know it's come down some, but wage growth has been evident. And so at this point, you know, I don't know how quickly our company's going to be laying off folks. They spent a lot of time trying to find the right folks for the right positions. At the same time, we see what's gone on in the tech industry. It's just been firing everywhere. Um, you know, you say if the U.S. can solve its labor force problem, what would you describe as the problem and what would be the remedy? Yeah, so I think you're right, Nicole, to be really focused on the labor force. Um, that's what's driven a lot of the inflation we've seen over the last year. Um, and the challenge is that the labor force in the U.S. has been declining really for the last five uh, to seven years as the baby boomers retire. Um, and we're also having significantly fewer babies in this country. And so if we have fewer workers, fewer people working, and we're having less kids, then that's just going to mean less workers. Um, and that is something that we've got to solve in order for us to get to a place where we can have significant growth. Um, and so as we look towards next year, we think the solution to that is immigration. Um, and, and, and that doesn't mean people coming across the border willy-nilly, but it does mean um, better um, you know, immigration policy that allows us to have more good workers coming into the U.S. Um, to help uh, take some of these jobs. Brian, nice to see you. Thank you. Brian C., Capital Stewards. Thanks for being on the show.